the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Stand Up for Jesus with your host, Craig Nedro, founder of Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up for Jesus. Our focus is to reach out to the lost and witness about the transforming power of Jesus Christ and calling on others to stand up for Christ and His Word, proclaiming that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. And now, Standing Up for Jesus, here's Craig Nedro. Welcome to the program. This is Stand Up for Jesus, and my name is Craig Nedro. On the program today, we are going to continue the teaching series that we began a few weeks ago. And I, if you've listened to the program before or recently, you may be aware of this, but if not, I will um, tell you about it now. And that is, you know, I'm on my 14th year on the air here at The Word. And several years ago, I was encouraged by my wife and many other people and The Word to write a book. And uh, I wrote a book, and uh, it was published by Zulon, which is the publishing arm of Salem Communications, which is the parent company of KLTY and The Word. And so um, when I wrote that book, my wife told me, she said, you know, I think you've got three books in you total. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I had people ask me, when are you going to write your next book? And I said, whenever I feel like the Lord is leading me to do that. And so about nine months ago, I felt like the Lord was leading me to write my second book. And we have since done that, and the book has been published. It actually came out a few weeks ago. And so, what you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a man that I'm a father and a grandfather. I'm a businessman. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a sold-out believer in Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of my faith. Um, I grew up in America. I love the nation that I grew up in. The problem that one of the problems I see is that I don't recognize the nation anymore. This is not the same country that I grew up in uh, 30 or 40 years ago. And I'm concerned about the direction that our country's been headed in for quite some time. I'm sure that most of the listeners of this program share that same concern. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about uh, the, what this country is going to look like for the next couple of generations if Jesus doesn't come back before then. Um, and so the second book that I decided to write is based on that concern for our country. The title of the book is called You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. Uh, the title came from the, the obviously, uh, m- many of you are, if you'll remember back, there was a mo- movie called a Few Good Men with Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise, where Jack Nicholson is on the witness stand and Tom Cruise is hammering him for questions and um, testimony. And Jack Nicholson at one point says, what do you want from me? And uh, Tom Cruise snaps back and says, I want the truth. And, of course, the famous line is Jack Nicholson comes back very strongly and says, you can't handle the truth. Well, that's the inspiration for the title of the book, You Can't Really Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. And the reason I say that people can't really handle the truth or the title of the book is I think that 
in America today, we have a lot of problems, and there's a lot of things that uh, the direction of the country is headed. And when I talk to people about it, either people don't want to hear about what the real truth of the matter is, or they're not comfortable talking about it, or they just want to bury their heads in the sand. Listen, I understand people are busy going about their day in and day out lives, raising their families, going to ball games, uh, living their lives, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way, just like everybody else. However, um, as someone who's um, concerned about the direction of our country, says someone who's serious about uh, his faith and his walk with the Lord. I think at some point, you know, I can't bury my head in the sand. I have to look at what's happening around me in my nation and around the world and say, guys, there's something dramatically wrong here. And so that's kind of the inspiration of of how the book came about. I, I want to take just a second, and I want to read um, on the back cover of the book. I wrote this in regards to why I wrote the book. And I write, as we witness what is currently taking place in America— Many people share the feeling that something is very wrong. We seem to be replacing our historical values with some radically different ideas. The voice of the conservative, family-oriented, law-abiding, God-fearing population is being drowned out by chaos and a spirit of lawlessness. We don't seem to have the answers for, for most of the problems that are engulfing the nation. And it is from this perspective that I, Craig Nedrow, wrote this book, You Can't Handle the Truth. Could it be that the answer to America's problems isn't as difficult as they appear? What if there really is a simple solution? Self-examination can be painful, but for positive results, sometimes it's needed. You Can't Handle the Truth is a self-examination of America's current condition with an answer that many people don't want to hear or accept the urgent question is is it too late so that's really the viewpoint that i wrote this book uh you can't handle the truth it just came out a couple weeks ago and i'm not trying to sell books because all the proceeds from the sales of this book go to the ministry craig nedro ministries and we disperse that uh we support three different ministries in israel we support several different churches here uh both locally and in the state of texas uh, we, res- uh, we we support missions. Um, we uh, we are we take our giving very seriously, and we are active in trying to help support widows, orphans, the downtrodden, the needy. We also do research on any ministry that we give uh, that we do support, because we want to make sure that we're putting our our funds and our our our, our soil. I mean, our seed in good soil. But all the proceeds from from the sale of this book. Go to the ministry. I do. I'm not going to take a dime for my personal uh, benefit from this book sales of the book. But um, if you, it, when you hear that the book is available, there's um, KLTY is promoting it. The Word is promoting it. Um, you can go to Amazon and you can order the book from Amazon uh, or Barnes and Noble if you're not comfortable with Amazon. Uh, the re, you know the those are the two places where almost all books are going to be distributed from or through, so you can get the book. You can't handle the truth. What's really happening in America today by Craig Nedro through Amazon or Barnes and Noble, but I want to use this book as a teaching tool. I have chosen fourteen subjects uh, that I address in this book, 
And here's my goal. Let's look at what God says is what's wrong with America. So I, I, I just read a couple of the, uh, a couple of the chapters, the title of a couple of the chapters. And, and what I want you to understand is, and I'm going to be teaching from this book for several weeks moving forward, Lord willing, and there are different subjects about what's happening in the country today, but I want to look at it through the lens of God's Word. What does God's Word say about these different subjects in America today? And the, chapter 1 is called, What is Truth? Uh, chapter 2, The Role of a Watchman. Chapter 3, Political Correctness, The Road to Hell. Chapter 4, We've Lost Our Minds. Uh, chapter 5, It Didn't Happen Overnight. Chapter 6, this going to be some people, or maybe, and, and listen, I don't ever purposely mean to offend anybody, but sometimes people will get their feelings hurt. Chapter 6 in the book is called Stop Your Whining. <laughs> chapter number 7 is Count Your Blessings. Uh, chapter number number 8, What Do You Mean, Work Ethic? Chapter number 9, The Entitlement Era. Chapter number 2, Respect for Your Elders. Chapter number th- 11, Corruption, Corruption, and More Corruption. Chapter number 12, The Silent Church. Chapter number 13, What About AI? And chapter number 14 is Good Versus Evil. I read these titles of these chapters because I want to look at each one of these different things I just mentioned through the lens of Scripture. What does God's Word have to say about each one of these? And so that's why I'm going to be teaching from this uh, book for the next several weeks. I'm using it as almost a, 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 a Bible study teaching uh, I've already had some people reach out to me and say, "Hey, we want to at our uh, uh, that have already gotten copies of the book." I had one guy say, "You all right if I do a Bible study from this book?" I said, "That's up to you. It's got I've got nothing to do with it." Another guy said, "We want to do a Bible study in our church from this book." I, whatever you want to do, and uh, I will tell you at the end of the program, I they always give out my phone number, and if somebody wants to buy a copy of this book and sincerely can't afford to buy it. Send me your name and your address and your contact information, and I'll I'll send I'll have a book sent to you. That's what I mean. I'm not trying to make money personally off this. I want the book to get out because I want it to be um, I want it to be a catalyst for dialogue about what's really happening in this country, and and to peel back the onion and say what does God's word say? What's going on in America today? So that's my heartbeat in writing this book. Last week was part number two on the teaching of this. And uh, we got about three-fourths of the way through chapter one. Chapter one is called, What is Truth? And I looked at several different scriptures, and I want to continue on that right now. Um, And so I'm not ashamed to say this. I believe the Bible is God's Word, and I believe it from the opening chapter of Genesis to the closing chapter of Revelation. I believe that it's all written by God, written by the Holy Spirit through men, I mentioned the scripture uh, in Second Peter chapter one last week that says, "Know this first that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation, but for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit." That's Second Peter chapter one verses twenty and twenty one. So I believe the Bible. I believe it's God's word. I want to start out with a with a verse in Proverbs chapter thirty. And listen to what Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 says. It says, Every word of God is pure, and he is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Look, when I study the scriptures, I come to, to the word of God with a very childlike faith. 
I believe what the Word says. Sometimes I may not understand it fully, or I may struggle with it a little bit, the interpretation. Uh, and some of it is very convicting to me, and some of the Word of God is supposed to be convicting to us. But notice here it says every word of God is pure. It doesn't say most of Scripture is accurate. It, it, it says every word of God is pure. And I think that's important for us to be able to really understand and wrap our minds around. And in my Bible right there, where it, it has that verse in verse 30, uh, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5, where it says every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. There's also a reference to Psalms chapter 12. And so if I flip over, and you can flip over with me if you want, but I'm going to go to Psalms chapter 12 quickly. And I, I, when you listen to me teach on this book, you're going to hear a lot of Scripture. And I can't help it. When I write God's Word, uh, the Holy Spirit's um, put His Word in me, uh, I, I, would, I will tell you that my gift is not being able to sing very well. I don't sing well. I can't hold a tune. Um, the, the gift that the Holy Spirit has given me is the Scriptures. I love God's Word. Uh, I, I know thousands and thousands of Scriptures and not just know them, but I understand them and I'm able to teach from them. And so that's my gift that the Holy Spirit's given me is the Scriptures. And so uh, here in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5, it says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. If you flip over to Psalms chapter uh, chapter 12, Listen to this in verse 6 of Psalms chapter 12. It says, the words of the Lord are pure words. In other words, there is no, when it says something is pure, it means um, there's no discrepancy to it. There's, um, imagine a, a, a glass of water that you can see through because it's crystal clear. There's no debris in it. There's no dirt in it. There's no hindrance to it. It's pure. You can see through it. God's word is pure. And in Psalms chapter 12, verse 6, it says, The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver tried in a furnace of the earth, purified seven times. And then I want to give you one more scripture, also in Psalms. Flip over to the right and go to Psalms chapter 19. And in Psalms chapter 19, I'm actually going to read a few verses here because I love what it says here in Psalms chapter 19. And, and this is all about the subject of, the tr- that, uh, of what is truth. And I challenge you that the, God's word is true. Jesus said in John 7, chapter 17, sanctify them. He was praying to God the Father, and he said, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. And when Jesus says it, that settles it. Uh, actually, when God's word says it, that settles it. And so in Psalms uh, chapter um, 19, I'm going to begin reading in verse 7. And it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments are the Lord of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and, and the honeycomb. 
Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. This is all when it talks about the law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, commandment of the Lord. These are all about the word of God. So here's what I want to leave you with as far as uh, in chapter 1 when we talk about what is truth. Folks, I want to speak truth through God's word about what's really happening in America. And so at the end of chapter 1, I wrote something, and I want to write, I want to just read this paragraph to you. This is in at the end of chapter 1 in my new book, and it says, I've titled this book, You Can't Handle the Truth, and here is probably the greatest truth that most people can't handle or don't want to hear right now. As a nation of people, to a large degree, we have turned away from God and his word. Now, you may say, God, Craig, that's not true with me. I, praise God if it's not true with you. And, and God always leaves a remnant. But I will tell you that to a large degree, and, this, and you can disagree with me, it can, I don't mean to offend anybody, but I believe in my heart to a large degree in America today, our leaders and the, a majority, a large percentage of people in this country have turned away from God and turned away from his word. Now, the reason I say from God and his word, look, you can love the Lord with all your heart. And I know many people that do. But ask yourself this. In an average week, how much quality, serious quality time do you spend in God's word? Because here's what I will tell you. I love hearing a good sermon. But going to, going to church on Sunday and hearing a good sermon does not replace spending time in God's Word. And you can go to a Bible study on a Wednesday night or a Thursday afternoon or whatever. That's a wonderful thing. But that doesn't replace you getting silent and getting quiet and spending quality time in God's Word. And so how am I to know the truth about what's happening in our world and in our nation today how am I to know what's happening uh, if I'm not able to, to discern right from wrong, good from evil, truth versus a lie? And what is my plumb line for truth? It's the Word of God. You see, when I hear something or I read something, I go to God's Word and say, what does God's Word have to say about that subject? And if something goes contrary to what God's Word has to say, that's a huge red flag to me. But how can I know those things if I don't spend quality time in the Word? So I want to challenge you. As I finish chapter 1 here about what is truth, um, several things will funnel back to this one basic truth that I believe that we as a nation of people, to a large degree, have turned away from God and turned away from His Word. I'm going to take my first break. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up for Jesus. We return to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedrow on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up For Jesus. I'm Craig Nedrow. I'm teaching from my new book. The book's titled, You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. Uh, it's available on Barnes & Noble. It's, a, it's available on Amazon. Um, I mentioned before, I want to mention again, because I think it's important that you know 
that not a dollar of the proceeds from this book will benefit me. I'm giving all the proceeds from this book will go to the ministry. And from Craig Nedro Ministries, we disperse and give to several different uh, ministries in Israel, here in America, missions. Uh, we, we purposely go out and find people who need help over the holidays, people who need help who um, are struggling in different areas. We buy thousands and thousands of copies of the Bible and send them into prisons and distribute them to churches. These are the things we try to do through Craig Nedro Ministries, and all the proceeds from the book, You Can't Handle the Truth, will go to Craig Nedro Ministries and then go out to other uh, other ministries and missions. I, th- I want you to know that, and that's important for me that you do, that you do know that. So the next several weeks as I'm teaching from my book, uh, this is part three in the teaching series. And in part one, I uh, just talked about the, basically what the book was going to be a little bit about in the introduction. Uh, last week on cha- part two, I, I taught from chapter one. Uh, my first segment here, I finished up on chapter one. And I'm going to go into chapter two now. And chapter two is titled The Role of a Watchman. And so um, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, that title of that chapter and really where it came from. Um, it, the role, What is the role uh, or the role of a watchman? Now, back in the Old Testament, uh, in those days, when there was a, a town or a village, uh, what they would do is they would build a wall of protection around that village or around that town. And then they would have, on the top of that wall, uh, they would have places where um, somebody could sit almost like security guards for lack of a better way to say it would sit on top of these gu- uh, sit on top of these walls and peer out into the distance and watch to make sure that an enemy wasn't approaching the town or village and if an enemy or uh w- if an enemy was spotted approaching the town or village uh the watchmen on the top of the wall they were called watchmen instead of security guards that they called them watchmen the watchman would turn around and blow the trumpet, and that would that when he blew the trumpet, that would warn the people in the town or village that an enemy was approaching. And so that was the role of a watchman. And it's not a popular role. Um, almost all the prophets had a, a watchman calling on their ministry. Uh, Jeremiah, Isaiah, uh, Ezekiel, Amos, uh, Joel, um, these all these men all had watchman callings on their ministries, and most of them led a very difficult life. You know, we can read Isaiah and think, oh, it's, it's an amazing book, and it is, but Isaiah had a very difficult life. Uh, tradition tells us that the way Isaiah died was he, he was sawn in two. Can you believe that? Jeremiah, what an amazing prophet. He was called by the Lord. The Lord said in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4, Before you were formed, I knew you. And before you were born, I born I ordained you a prophet. But Jeremiah had a very difficult life. He was thrown in prison, and they t- tried to kill him over and over again. the 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 life of most of the prophets, especially the ones that had a watchman calling on their life, was a very difficult life. The a watchman calling is not a popular calling on a ministry. I say that because I have a watchman calling on my ministry, and I'm not comparing myself to any prophet from the Bible. Please hear me clearly on that. But I will tell you, um, it's much easier to preach about all the great promises of God and the warm and fuzzy things that come from God's Word, and there's many great uh, promises 
and comforting things that the Bible talks about, and I love all those. But there's also some parts of the Bible that are difficult to preach and teach from, and they're difficult to hear from. I'm going to give you an example. Um, And I talk about this in Chapter 2 of my book, The Role of a Watchman. And I say this, I remember the first time that I came across the following verse. And I'm going to flip over and read. If you've got your Bibles and you have them open, go over to Ezekiel Chapter 3. And in Ezekiel Chapter 3, I'm going to start reading in verse 16. And in Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Now it came to pass at the end of seven days, this is Ezekiel writing, that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, So all of a sudden Ezekiel gets a a message from the Lord, and he says in verse 17, uh, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Yet if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Can you imagine the Lord saying that to Ezekiel? He says, I've called you to be a watchman for the house of Israel. Now, Ezekiel was called to be a a watchman and give uh, individuals warning, but also it goes beyond just an individual warning. He was to warn the people in, 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 in general and the nation as a whole. And a watchman calling on a nation as a whole means, listen, here's what the word of the Lord says concerning the nation. And... God doesn't just openly destroy or punish a nation for no reason. And he doesn't do it without sending warning signs and warnings from his word. And I will tell you, when Ezekiel received his warning, his watchman calling on his ministry, it changed his whole life. And I will tell you, I remember the first time I came across these verses here in Ezekiel, and I started to read them. And I actually turned my head away and put my hand up almost like, nope, I didn't see it. Nope, I ha- nope, but it was too late. I knew immediately that in some form and to some degree there was going to be a watchman calling on my ministry. That's one of the reasons I've written this book is as a warning. See, it's not whether or not God is sending any warning signs around the world and to our nation. It's whether or not we're watching and listening and seeing and reading the warning signs. Because I will tell you, folks, as someone who studies the Word of God to a large degree, there are warning signs everywhere. It's as though God has neon signs flashing. Are you watching? Are you listening? Here's my warning. It's just, no offense, but most of us, we don't want to hear the warning signs. We don't want to read them. We, We look the other direction. But I promise you, God is sending warning signs all over the planet and here in America about what's coming. And that's part of the purpose that I wrote this book. I'm going to take my second quick break and come right back and continue right here in Chapter 2 of my book, The Role of a Watchman. My name is Craig Nedrow, and this is Stand Up for Jesus. More of Craig Nedrow and Stand Up for Jesus on Christian Talk Radio. The Word. 
100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up for Jesus. I'm Craig Nedro. I'm in Chapter 2 of my new book, You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. Chapter 2 is titled, The Role of a Watchman. And I just read from Ezekiel Chapter 3 when Ezekiel got his calling, a word from the Lord, and the Lord, the Lord told Ezekiel, I've called you to be a watchman for the house of Israel. When I tell you to tell the people and warn the people to turn from their wickedness, and they don't turn from their wickedness, they will die because of that, but their blood I will require on your hands. However, if you warn the people and they don't turn, and they die because of their sins and their iniquity, you have delivered your soul. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but Paul also, in the, in the book of Acts, talks about this. Because in Acts chapter 20, I want to read a couple of verses. This is in Acts chapter 20, and this is the, the Apostle Paul speaking. And in chapter 20 of Acts, Paul is in Ephesus, and he's talking to the church in Ephesus and to the, to the leaders of the uh, region of Ephesus. And he says in chapter 20 of Acts, verse 26, this is Paul speaking. Paul says, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. So basically what Paul is saying there is, your blood is not on my hands. Notice what Paul says. He said, I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. And so... Listen, if God's Word has warnings to a group of people about how to live, how to not live, and listen, folks, a consistent theme throughout the Bible is this. God says, I am the Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth, and all things are under my control. And God says over and over and over again, he did to the nation of Israel, and He would. this again uh, continues to apply, and it applies to America, where God would say this, uh, I've blessed you, I've brought you into a beautiful land, and I've prospered you, I've protected you, I've blessed you, I've guarded you, and as long as you trust me and follow what I ask you to do, things will go well for you. However, if you rebel, and if you do not do what I ask you to do, things will not go well for you. It's your decision. And so um, that's a consistent theme for any nation throughout the Bible, when God's Word speaks about a nation. And so when Paul says, I have not shunned to, to uh, preach to you the whole, God, the whole counsel of God, Paul's saying, listen, this whole book, the entire Bible, is God's Word, and it's all true. And so it's from that perspective that I wrote this um, chapter 2 called The Role of a Watchman, because let me ask you a question. I'm grieved by this. But where are the watchmen today? In the church, and I have a chapter later in the book called The Silent Church, but with everything going on in our nation right now, with the direction the country's been headed for a long time, with the things we see going on in America today, where are the voices of the watchmen? Because they should be standing on the wall and blowing the trumpet and saying, hey, let me warn you the direction we're headed, America. What did he say to Ezekiel? When I tell you to give the people a warning, to warn the people to turn from their wickedness, and they do not turn from their wickedness, they shall die because of their wickedness. Folks, we have been on the wrong road for a long time in America. 
and I'm astounded. I'm taken back by the lack of the voices of the watchman role in America. There are a few, and praise God and thank you, thank God for them. But I don't understand why, why, and where why there are not more watchman voices in the pulpits, in 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 our government. And leaders in our country speaking out about what's happening. I want to share another section of scripture with you. Turn turn over to Ephesians chapter five. This again is Paul speaking. And in Ephesians chapter five, I'm going to begin reading in uh, verse six. And here's what Paul says in Ephesians chapter five, verse six. Paul says, "Let no one deceive you with empty words." For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. First of all, let me stop and just mention something there. When Paul says, let no one deceive you with empty words, I challenge you that our youth in this country, and to a large degree, people in in this country, are being deceived with empty words. Paul says, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Folks, let me tell you something. In case you're one of these people who goes, yeah, but that, that, that wrath of God, that kind of stuff's all Old Testament. This is in the book of Ephesians in the New Testament. Paul says, therefore, do not be partakers with them. You were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And listen to what Paul says here. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And see, that's the role of a watchman. Not to just say, oh, we're going to all go along with whatever's, whatever the, the majority says. Because, folks, I'm going to tell you something. Most of the time, what the majority says is right is wrong in the eyes of God. And I talk about that in another chapter in the book, too, that political correctness is the road leading us down down that road to hell. And I'm telling you, the, the Bible gives us so many warnings, and it reads like today's newspaper. If you want to know what's happening in the world today, read your Bible. You want to know what's happening in America today? Read your Bible. You want answers to the problems in our in, in our country that we don't have? Read your Bible. I mentioned this before. We can I believe we can boil it down to this that to a large degree in America, we have turned away from God and from his word. Let me ask you a question. If we knew the answer to our problems in this country was to simply turn back around and confess our sin that we've wandered from God's word and humbly submit ourselves to God's word again and say God we want to be we want to live to the best of our ability in obedience to your word and if we knew that that would heal our land and that would solve our problems why would we not do it but we haven't done it we're not doing it I'm going to take my last break my name is Craig Nedro and this is stand up for Jesus Back to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedro on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up For Jesus. My name is Craig Nedro. I'm teaching from Chapter 2 of my new book. The book's titled, You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. 
It's available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. I want to repeat, as I'm going to many times, not $1 is going to be taken by me personally. It'll all go to the ministry, and then we disperse it through the ministry. Um, I'm not trying to sell books. I'm trying to create dialogue about what's happening in America today, and I'm trying to create dialogue about what's happening in America today from the the viewpoint of Scripture. What does God's Word say what's happening in America today? And that's the, that's the, the viewpoint of what I'm trying to do in my new book. And chapter 2 is called The Role of a Watchman, and I've been talking about that during the last few, several minutes. I want to continue, and I want to read something from the chapter 2 in the book, and uh, just allow me to read a, a, about a page. I said, we've grown so comfortable and complacent in America that we either don't want to be bothered with the warnings or we just bury our heads in the sand and live as though there is nothing wrong. But most of us know deep down that something is tragically wrong with our country right now. Let me ask you this. How can a just God destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for their sexual immorality, but but then not hold us accountable for the sexual immorality of America. There is such a spirit of deception that has engulfed our nation today. The, the, to hear the leaders of our nation say, oh, quote, we've evolved as a society, and what was once considered an abomination is now celebrated, is a testament, testament to how far and fast we are sliding into demise. I'm, just, I'm reading from the book, from chapter 2, The Role of a Watchman. I say the devil is destroying our nation from within. We are morally and spiritually rotting from the inside. And unless we as a nation of people confess our sin of rebellion against God, repent and return to him, we will be destroyed. This is not easy to hear or to admit, is it? Remember, the role of a watchman is not easy, nor is it popular. I hear people say, Craig, our best years are still ahead of us. And I would say to that, really? And you base that on what exactly? Folks, the signs are everywhere, and here are just a few. The national debt is now over $30 trillion. We have corruption at unprecedented levels in our country today. And I write about that, that, that in a later chapter. Violence throughout our land is so out of control that there are entire communities where the police won't even go into anymore. Lawlessness has exploded in America. Now, as I read through these things from my book, does this not describe the current situation in America? Celebrating what God calls evil and what God says is good, we now call hate speech. Our country is is divided more now than at any time in the last 100 years. We've had a tremendous loss of patriotism. We have an influx of foreigners who do not share or care to share our values. There is a silencing in the leaders of the church. There is disobedience to parents and disobedience to authority. We are under moral decline in our country. And the liberal indoctrination of our children in our schools. These are several different, just a a few signs that I say are everywhere that our nation right now is in demise. In Isaiah 
in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, the Bible says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That word woe is an old Hebrew word that was used in a courtroom setting, and it meant guilty as charged and sentencing impending. God, you see, folks, listen to this. God, I want to read the verse again. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil and who put darkness for light and light for darkness. God pronounces a woe on those who call evil good and good evil and who put darkness for light and light for darkness. And I challenge you that we are there. I repeat, the signings, the signs are everywhere. And I beg you, ladies and gentlemen, we must at this time in our country hear the sign and hear the trumpet, hear the warning trumpets. Is it too late for us in America? I don't know. But the hour is late, and the signs are everywhere that our country is in trouble. If you'd like a copy of this book and you can't afford it, at the end of the program, you'll hear a phone number. Text your name, address, and contact information to that number, and I will send you a book. The name of the book is called You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. It's available on Amazon. It's available on Barnes & Noble. I'll be teaching from this book for several weeks to go to to come, and Lord willing, in the future. I hope you can hear my heartbeat. I love my country. I love the Word of God. I'm concerned about the direction we're headed for not only my generation, but for the next generation and the next generation after that. If Jesus doesn't come back, I'm concerned about uh, what America is going to look like in the very near future. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Craig Nedrow, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. You've been listening to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedrow, founder of Craig Nedrow Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus. If you would like more information about Craig Nedrow Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus, visit our website at craignedrowministries.org or give us a call at area code 469-688-7615. Be sure to listen next week at this same time as we stand up for Jesus on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.